Hey everybody, welcome back to the Travel Mission Podcast, episode 18. We are talking about all things travel, Disney, and more. Headed back to the parks this week on the show because we are going to talk about our favorite resorts by category. Let's go! Hey everyone, welcome back to Around the World in 80 Seconds, where we give you the latest and greatest news out of Walt Disney World. First up is a pretty big story. Disney is now allowing guests to enter the Rise of the Resistance virtual queue from outside of the park. So instead of trying to grab your boarding group at 10 a.m. inside the park, you will now be able to do it at your resort or nearby, I don't know how nearby at this point, but at 7 a.m. you will be able to try to join that virtual boarding group. They will also do another release at 2 p.m., but for that one, you do have to be inside the park. So I think they're just trying to avoid big crowds at once. So this is some awesome news. Tim, what do you have for us this week? That's awesome. I'm excited about that. My news is also exciting because... After months and months of zero nighttime shows in the Orlando area, uh, this past Saturday, October 24th, Universal Orlando brought back its cinematic celebration, which is its nighttime water show. Uh, So they had a viewing of that, and they said to check the calendar for more showtimes coming up. So between that and Disney doing some after-hours testing of fireworks at Epcot, Hopefully that's good news for some more nighttime shows and fireworks returning to Disney World soon. What about you, Austin? Well, mine is kind of ironic because, you know, we're all fans of Ohana on this podcast and everyone loves at the Polynesian Resort to go to Ohana. And so semi, you can kind of achieve that because they have just announced that they're expanding service of Tambu Lounge, which is right next door to Ohana into the Ohana seating section. So technically, you can go sit in Ohana, but you're going to be served from the Tambu Lounge. So it's exciting in the sense that there's progress. I wish they would open Trader Sam's back up, but like we said, that probably be only able to seat two people. So there you go. And that's Around the World in 80 Seconds. Hey, everybody, it's Alston. Hey, it's Christina. Hey, guys, I'm Tim. And this is the Travelmation Podcast. Thank you guys so much for checking back in with us for another week. We are so excited about today's episode because this is one that I think is very true to what we want the core of this podcast to be. In essence, we want to help you with all things travel, Disney and more. But specifically when we think Disney, there is so much that a travel agent has to offer, whether you are the client, whether you are the agent listener, there's just so much to know and it's constantly changing. And so we said, hey, why don't we spend an episode just talking about some of our favorites? And specifically, as these resorts break down by category, you're not comparing apples to apples. Let's just talk about what our favorites from each category are so that depending on your budget, no matter what it is, no matter how high, no matter how low, you have a place where you feel like a professional travel agent has recommended it for you. And so the caveat for this episode, and we had a lot of agents going back and forth on this, so I just want to preface the episode with this. We're going to zero in on our favorites, Alston, Tim, and Christina's favorites, or actually just our current favorites, Mm -hmm. because they change, right, guys? They change with time. Sometimes they change with updates and renovations and new offerings like Caribbean Beach popped out of nowhere and now it's up near the top of the list. 
And we're going to talk about that. But I will say the thing that I would say is the best reason to use a travel agent and especially a travel nation one is because we are, we're going to customize the preferences to you. So if you say we love the cabin wilderness vibe, then obviously we're going to say, Hey, have you ever heard of wilderness lodge? Have you ever heard of Fort wilderness? We're going to customize those recommendations to your preferences. There's different places we'd recommend if you had kids or if you don't have kids. And so just to caveat today's episode, there's so many great places. Your favorites have a place and we love them. But today we're talking about our favorites. And so Christina, I'm going to let you go first. Why don't we start with the value category, the most economical, the charming, if you're in the real estate world. Let's talk value because it is a great entry point. I mean, this is where, you know, Tim, I think you honeymooned in a value resort. I honeymooned in a value resort. It has its place. (laughs) And there's a lot of great value options. So which which is your favorite? What's your favorite value resort on property? Uh, I'm so excited for this episode. Um, I just wanted to, to say that. But I think that for value, in my opinion, it is a no-brainer and it is pop century. And, um, you know, some of the travel agents with Travelmation may laugh because we all have an inside joke about pop century, but there are so many great things about it. They have recently renovated their rooms, so there's no more carpet. It's nice laminate flooring. The um, the bed, the table, it's like a Murphy bed that is acts as your table. And then at the at night when you're ready to go to bed, you fold it down. I mean, so you have so much space during the day. Um, so that was part of their renovation, and that was a major, major upgrade. Of course, the Skyliner. I I can't say anything bad about the Skyliner and those resorts. So those are my reasons for loving Pop. I loved Pop years ago, and now it's even better than it was before. That's so true. Tim, are you a Pop Century fan as well? I feel like we might go across the board on this one. So while I do love Pop Century, (laughs) it's a great option. We stayed there this summer. It was fun. It was real. You like all-star music, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a hot take. All-star music coming no. in hot? No. <laughs> um, as the uh, family of six, I'm, I've got to go Art of Animation here. Um, yeah. You know, with the family suites, uh, like Christina said, the Skyliner is amazing. Art of Animation and Pop, Pop Century share the Skyliner station there. Um, at Art of Animation, we love... The Cars family suites. Uh, it's mm. great theming. I love it because it sleeps all six of us. It has two bathrooms. It yes. has huge perk. Yep. It has the like main bedroom, master bedroom, whatever you want to call it, with a queen bed, and then the two fold down, fold out situations in the living area with mm-hmm. the kitchenette. Um, so it's just a great option for bigger families. And so, you know. It's got the big blue pool, which has the underwater, uh, you know, the music and noises and stuff, which is super cool. And so, yeah, I think I'm going to go Art of Animation here. Well, and we're both on the same side of the lake, right? We love Hourglass Lake. That's right. Had the Skyliner not been built, I would have said that there could have been a case for some of the All-Stars just because, like you said, All-Star Music has the family suites too, and they are the most affordable for sleeping six. And they had just been renovated before before COVID. So the the All-Star Music family suites are renovated too, and they're really great. So Yeah. 
And we honeymooned at All Star Movies, and it was great. Like if you if you have to go with that lower budget resort, but you still want the feels of on property, it doesn't matter if you are in an All Star. It still captures that Disney vibe, which is I would say the reason to be on property. It just it feels different. The aura is different, even if you're at the value resorts. So I love Art of Animation. I think it definitely has its place. If you are going for like the most Disney-fied Disney vacation of all vacations, I will always send clients to Art of Animation because it has Disney theming all day long. Like the whole place (laughs) is drenched in Disney, which for some people, that's a huge win. For others, they're like, "Ah, I I want it a little more reserved, a little more subtle than that. Um, And I think for me, I, I tend to go with you, Christina. I like Pop Century over Art of Animation. I'm curious to see. I haven't been in the newly renovated Little Mermaid standard rooms, but that's one of the main reasons that I don't choose Art of Animation because those are the only, you know, you got the two double beds in the Little Mermaid rooms if you don't want to go with the family suite. And they're like a mile away they are from far the away. main yep. lobby. Yeah. Where at Pop Century, you can get one of those kind of standard rooms and be pretty close either to the Skyliner or the main pool mm-hmm. or the main lobby. So I feel like pop is a little more universal appeal where art of animation, if you're going family suite, I'm totally with you. That is the way to go. And they are so fun. People love those. But if you're just, you know, family four coming in for a Disney trip, that's economical. I would go pop century because the Skyliner is a game changer and that access that's going to be a through line for some of my picks, but it adds so much value to every category it's touching. And so I will give a caveat. Um, I had lunch with a good buddy of mine, Jamie, this uh, past weekend. They're from Texas. They also have four kids, so they're a fellow family of six. And we were just mulling over like options, like, hey, where do you stay? Like, what are the places you book? And, you know, for your family. I will say another option, and this is a pro tip, you know, if you have a travel agent, they can make this happen, but if you are that larger family where you have two adults and four or more kids, maybe you have six kids, but if you book two rooms... You have six kids, don't you? No. Well, it feels like it some <laughs> days. Um, but if you book two rooms and you only have two adults on the reservation and at least four kids, they will guarantee connecting rooms, which is the only time they'll do that. Wow. So. We did that do is that. A pro tip. Yeah, we did that in July. We got a great annual pass holder rate at Pop Century on each room, and we booked two rooms, and they guaranteed that we would be connecting. And so it was really great. We had an adults' room where we did not pull down the little table bed, and then the kids mm-hmm. slept in the other room. We had two bathrooms, and it was cheaper, like by far, yeah. than the family suites at Art of Animation. So that's another idea for a larger family. Well, and that's why I love that we're having this discussion because there's so many different ways and so many different behind the scenes things that travel agents can help you with. And I think that's a great example because in essence, what you had is a two bedroom villa, but you're paying double of what value would have been. And so with that kind of proximity on the Skyliner and that amount of space, that is a big deal. If you're sleeping eight plus people, if you have an infant, like you can't find that for under that $700, $800 a nope. night range in some of those villa resorts. Absolutely. Mm-mm. So that's a good a good thing to keep in mind. That is a pro tip. I love that. All right. Anything else value before we jump over to the next category? 
I don't think so. Not for me. Mm-hmm. Let's 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 jump up to the moderates. Okay, so if you if you've been to Disney before and you know these categories, this episode it's going to be more discussion based. But for for those of you that you maybe you've never done Disney before, just an overview. Disney has four main categories of resorts. They've got value, moderate, deluxe, and then what they call the villa or deluxe villa resort category. So those are going to be your four categories. So if somebody's sending you a quote and you see okay, this option is six plus thousand and this option is two plus thousand. Like ask your travel agent to unpack that, which they probably would, but ask him to unpack, hey, what are the benefits here? What are some of the differences here? Um, Because there are different things as you jump up in these categories, some more than others, but I think it's interesting value to moderate. I would say, at least for me, I don't feel as much of an upgrade, but let's let's battle it out. What do you guys see as the biggest pro to jumping up to the moderate category? All right, I'm with you, Alston. I feel like they're in in my mind, I'm either saving or I'm splurging. You're not gonna see that much difference in the rooms. You're gonna see differences in more of the amenities. And for me and my family, it works because we're on mm-hmm. such, um, we typically do such short trips, maybe two or three days. We spend a lot of time in the parks and we really just use our hotel room as a place to sleep. And we don't ever use the pools and we don't really explore our resorts, but that's just what works for my family. Um, it doesn't mean that's not what's gonna work for somebody else's family. So if you're spending more time at Disney, definitely utilize your pools, definitely you, you know get to know your resorts. Um, but I will say I had a hard time choosing my favorite moderate resort because there are such good ones out there. Yeah, so I I typically tell my clients when they're kind of debating the jump from a value to moderate, the biggest things to keep in mind are the pool. So you're going to have a pool slide at the moderate where none of the values have that. So you're going to have, if if for your kid, if that's a big thing and you're going to be spending a lot of time at the pool, you know, you're going to have a pool slide. You're going to have more options there. And then dining, you're going to have a lot more options. So like all the, all the moderate resorts have some sort of, you know, quick yeah. service. They also have upgraded pool bars and lounges and some sort of table service restaurant. And so, whereas at the value resorts, you're typically looking at one, you know, food court and then one pool bar and that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. So, um, but kind of in that, you know, I'll push back a little bit, like in that moderate space, I think if I were to choose my favorite right now, I know we love the Skyliner, but my favorite option right now is the new tower at Coronado Springs. I mean, if you're talking about a moderate resort that feels like a deluxe, I mean, that's where to go. I mean, that's where the NBA players just spent a (laughs) hundred days on, you know, Disney property. I mean, LeBron James, you know, stayed in one of the rooms at Coronado. Um, But the new tower, I mean, those rooms feel like a deluxe. And then whenever Disney brings back club level service, that that tower has club level rooms, which is the only moderate resort to offer club level. Um, When they did the big renovation, they renovated all the rooms. They kind of the the knock on Coronado Springs used to be the walk. So you Mm -hmm. had basically a lake in the middle and you had to walk all the way the perimeter around the lake to get to the pool. Um, 
So when they did the big renovations, they built a restaurant and bar called Three Bridges in the middle of the lake. And there's three like walkway bridges that connect the resort. So it's a lot easier to get around. There's a great little bar out on the lake, which kind of reminds me of Geyser Point a little bit at the Wilderness Lodge. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think if I were to vote for a moderate, I would probably put mine to Coronado. What do you guys think? So yeah, I was in between Caribbean Beach and Coronado. Um, Caribbean Beach has recently undergone some renovations, so they're a little bit newer looking in some in some areas, and of course that Skyliner. So for me, that you know that's a big plus over at Caribbean Beach, but Coronado. Maybe they, they don't have the Skyliner, but they are a n- very new resort, about a year or year or so old. Um, they have some great food options in, in Grand Casino Tower, and, as well as the convention area. So it's very convenient if you're having some sort of work conference or you know some sort of convention, um, you can walk to, to the convention center. So that's very convenient in and of itself. The views from Dahlia lounge which is one of the the lounges in grand Destino tower is amazing and i love barcelona lounge as well so i really had a hard time choosing between those two but what's your final pick coronado all right Ooh. all right I, I feel it i feel the pressure <laughs> well, two for two where are we going two and oh two and oh it's a it's a pitcher's count right now that's right or a hitter's count <laughs> hitter's count somebody's count i don't know <laughs> It's a hitter's count. Um, no, honestly, just being transparent, I haven't been, I haven't stayed at the new Grand Destino Tower. And so I think that may be part of why my moderate view is skewed. I would also say we are heavy parks people. Mm-hmm. And so if if that's your style, then you're not going to feel the same benefits from the moderates that you would Um, like Tim was talking about, like you've got the water slides. Those are huge. If you're spending a lot of time at your resort, same thing with the dining options. If you're in your resort and need a table service option, that's a huge win. But if you're spending most of your time in the parks, that's where I think that it breaks down a little bit. So that's a great way to, to delineate it there. Um, I would say this is just, it shows how timely this conversation will be. And it'll be really interesting to hear what we think two years from now or three years from now when there's money to spend again. Um, but yeah, my favorite moderates always used to be if a client asked, Hey, what's your favorite moderate? Where are you going to recommend? I would always say Port Orleans Riverside. Like that was the go-to. It had great restaurants. Yeah. The feel was great. The vibe was great. You've got boat access to Disney Springs. So it's got that if you're spending an off day there. Great pool. But now it's so funny. Like I'm with you guys. The two that I'm deciding between are Caribbean Beach and Coronado Springs. Port Orleans isn't even on my radar anymore. And I love them. They're so unique. They have such a cool feel. French Quarter has such a great vibe. And it's got that intimate feel for a resort. But you cannot beat the Skyliner access that Caribbean Beach has. And I call it Riviera's Garden Wing. So if you get building 54 in Aruba, you're basically staying at Riviera because you can walk over there, go to Topolino. You can go to all the restaurants and the lobby and the coffee shop, which you know that we talk about coffee every episode and we love that. So that's a kind of sneak attack moderate option where you're going to be paying for Caribbean Beach and accessing Riviera. You can't go to their pool though. 
Um, but I would say if having seen the pictures and, you know, I've toured Grand Destino as well, like it is gorgeous. It feels deluxe. And the, and when I think about what you said of they put LeBron James there, I mean, Disney knew where they were putting people and they had, if, and if they were thinking about putting one specific person somewhere, you know, they were thinking about the King. They're like, where's King James going to stay? And they went with Coronado. Yeah. And I don't think that that's a coincidence that he got Grand Destino Tower. So I think you're right. I think it has the deluxe vibe. The only con for me on Coronado Springs, and this is the same thing with Animal Kingdom Lodge, they don't have access to anything other than the buses or if you're driving. And so if they build that, you know, Skyliner 2.0 that we talked about a few episodes back. That's right. That that could be a game changer for Coronado Springs. And then it's a runaway first place. But for me, I'm going Caribbean Beach Garden Wing of Riviera <laughs> for my favorite moderate right now. Um, it is a little large, but it, it it has all the right things and it's so fun. So that's that's it for the moderate. But now where I do feel like there's an automatic upgraded vibe is going moderate to deluxe. Like there is no question those are different categories. For me, I think the biggest difference is proximity. You're going to be very close to one of the parks. And I think that's what really people are paying for. And that's where a lot of people will, you know, if you're not set up or your frame of reference isn't set the right way, you might think you're paying for deluxe to be staying at like the Ritz Carlton And this is no knock to Disney. You guys know we're a positive podcast. We love all the spots. But I don't know that I've stayed in a deluxe resort that feels like what you would consider from a Ritz-Carlton or Four Seasons. Like, that's not what you're paying for. I think the main thing you're paying for is proximity. Yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah. I mean, I never really thought of it that way, but I I guess you're right. I mean, it's not as upscale as the Waldorf or the Ritz or anything like that, but... I mean, there's no, I have nothing negative to say about it because I, I just, I don't know. I never really thought of it that way, but it is true. You are paying for being close to a park. You are paying for the proximity. And that is the the reason why I chose my, my deluxe resort. Number one is because of proximity. And what is your deluxe resort of choice, Christina? And this one was difficult. Yeah, it was. Really, this was the hardest one. Really, really difficult, but. I took notes because I just wanted to wanted you guys to hear me out here, but I think it's Boardwalk. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I know. Sneak attack. I know. So I like the vibe of Boardwalk. And, and I and – I, it's funny because I really did go back and forth. Now, Yacht and Beach Club, the, the look of it is gorgeous. It is like nautical decadence. It's fantastic. Clean, slick lines. Boardwalk is more beachy, coastal, early 1900s, um, Atlantic City or Coney Island vibe. But what I love about Boardwalk is it's not just the resort. You have nightlife. You have Mm -hmm. the views of the board. You have the proximity to Epcot. You have the actual Boardwalk itself. So you have Jelly Rolls and Atlantic Dance Hall. And, you know, you have great restaurants and you have something extra, plus you can walk to Epcot. So I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of people don't like the pool. I'm not a huge fan of the pool either. I do think there's a better pool across the way there at, at Yacht Club. But um, 
But did you see the clown is going away? He's I did gone. not. They He's gone. Oh, they thank goodness. They finally got rid of the scary clown. <laughs> if you are a fan of the clown, please email us so that oh we can my. send our condolences okay, well, to you. Okay, well, that just makes my but. fandom for Boardwalk even better because that clown <laughs> was better. one of my negatives. But yeah, they have also the friendship boats that will bring you to Epcot as well. Um, and again, it's proximity to the Skyliner. At, at the International Gateway. So there's just so much to say about Boardwalk. Um, so glad that that clown is going away, though. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we were the ones that got to bring the news to you. I, I feel like that's really special. We preserved this moment in time. Well, this is why we do the Around the World in 80 Seconds segment, because <laughs> things are changing so rapidly Every in projects you would yeah, <laughs> projects you would think would be not on the top of the list. There was somebody that's an executive going, you know what? Take Put it Tron out. on hold. Get rid of the clown. <laughs> get rid we of gotta, it. We got to get our priorities straight here. Star Wars Hotel can wait. Get rid of the clown. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's looking out for you. All right, Tim, where are you going? Where's your favorite right now? Deluxe Resort. Oh, man. So this is tough. I mean, we we kind of debated this beforehand. We're going to break these down into Deluxe Resorts. And then separately, we'll talk, you know, Deluxe Villa Resorts, which are all of the villa type accommodations. But I think if I'm going to go one Deluxe Resort right now, it's going to be Disney's Wilderness Lodge. Mm -hmm. I mean, that Mm. place, it's just, I mean, for us, it holds like a special place in our heart. It was like you know, our first like family trip at a deluxe resort at Walt Disney world. Um, and I just don't, I don't think there's a better arrival experience than pulling under that overhang, mm-hmm. the port cochere, and then getting out and walking into those, you know, sliding glass doors and seeing that massive lobby. They're playing the, you know, the epic music from the great national parks. I mean, it's just, if you want to talk about being transported into another, you know, location in the world, I just think it does it. Um, And then you go, you know, you go to swimming pools. They don't have one, but they have two pools. They have the Copper Creek pool, which has the main slide. It has a splash pad. And then they also have the Boulder Ridge Cove pool. That's more of a quiet pool that has like a zero entry. Um, it has cabanas that you don't have to rent that you can just, you know, kind of claim first dibs. The dining is amazing. They have the Roaring Fork quick service. Mm, yeah. Uh, an episode, you know, Travel Mission podcast favorite, Geyser Point, so which is, true. you know, right by the lake, has amazing food, a great spot for drinks at night. Um, it has, you know, table service dining. When it comes back, it has the... Artist Point, which is Snow White. Um, so and that I don't is know. A highly underrated character meal. Mm-hmm. That's, like that is one of my. It's a favorites. great character meal. Um, yeah, and then you're just a boat ride away from the Magic Kingdom, which is convenient, but yet you feel removed from it. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just feel like that resort. I think for us, it just kind of checks all the boxes. You know, I love the boardwalk, like Christina said. I debated a lot of other resorts, but I think I think that's my go-to right now. Yeah, I love that. I mean, it is, I would say for half the year, like I, I think you and I have talked about this. Yep. Fall, winter, Wilderness yeah. Lodge all day long. Yep. It's like every morning I wake up, go to the fireplace and just enjoy the time there. It's and perfect. It, 
it slows down your Disney it, trip. It really which does. That is like that is the hardest thing about Disney is that time flies when you're in the parks. And so if you can just capture any amount of time where time is going slow, and that happens when I sit by the fireplace there, it's a special time. Absolutely. Um, and I, I love Wilderness Lodge. That's a great. That's a great pick. Yeah. Um, and and before I dive into mine, I I just I want to clarify. I have not stayed at a Four Seasons. I've stayed at a Ritz Carlton, but it was on a travel agent rate. So <laughs> I am not. I would I would not define myself as the bougie type. But I have had clients that have complained about it. And so that's why I just want to make sure, like, if that is your style, like, it's a it's a good thing to be aware of. Yeah. Because when you think, you know, if you're paying seven, eight hundred plus dollars a night and you're used to those other kind of price points, that's what you expect. And so it's I don't say that from a place of like, oh, I am used to the full seasons, but <laughs> It's a good thing to be aware of so that you come in with the right expectations. And that's what I think a big part of our job as travel agents is, is to frame expectations for people. If you're planning a trip on Christmas Day, I'll help you. But I will tell you, that is the busiest day of the year. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just your idea to have Christmas at Disney. Everyone else thought that too. That's right. So we frame expectations for you. And that's what we wanted to do in this episode is just to help you go, hey, here's some ways to frame your resort experience by category. And we love them all. Like they have such, all-star movies has such a special place in my heart because our honeymoon was there. And it so much of our favorites are the nostalgia from past trips. Like I love that you said that about Wilderness Lodge, that Mal posted that picture the other day of Jack when he was just a little baby he by the like totem pole. That was so cute. And so I think for me, like we have all said, the choosing the deluxe resort was the hardest choice because they're all so great for so many different reasons. Um, But right now, and this is an interesting one to say right now because of the state that it's in, uh, but my favorite deluxe resort is still the Polynesian. I love, I mean, when you talk about nostalgia, one of our honeymoon memories was we had a reservation at Kona And I just, I saw the magic that was going on at Ohana. I saw the window views for the castle. And I was like, oh man, it'd be so cool if we could go over there. So I just asked the cast member, I said, is there any chance you guys have an open reservation for a party of two? And she was like, hey, you know what? Come on, let's go. And I was like, it was this magical Disney moment. And it changed that trip for us. It was so awesome. We got the window seat right by where you can look at the castle. You've got Trader Sam's there. You've got the incredible volcano pool. Uh, My wife mentioned one of her favorite things about Polynesian is just the flames, the flaming tiki torches that are going all night. And it is, it's just such a fun vibe. You've got the beach there where you can watch the fireworks. You've got the monorail access to the Magic Kingdom or Epcot if you want to go there. Um, you can walk to ticketing and transportation and hop over to Epcot. So it's very close both ways. Um, but there's just so many great wins of Polynesian. Like you said, music is a huge thing for me. So hearing that Polynesian playlist when I'm walking into that resort, I'm, I do miss the, uh, the fountain that was, you know, before the, I love the new TEI, but, but I miss the old, you know, bigger fountain that was waterfall in the, in the lobby. So I'm very interested to see what these renovations are going to bring. I'm very hopeful. Disney, you know, hardly ever does me wrong these days, but yeah, I love Polynesian and I love the history there too, that it was the first 
open Walt Disney World Resort. Beat Contemporary, I think, by like a day. So it's got the history. It's got the nostalgia. That's where we booked our 50th anniversary stay for next year. So just to be, you know, in the center of where the magic all started, that's where we're going to be. So I love Polynesian, but I know you guys love Polynesian too. It's just, it's hard. And we'll all be there for the 50th, all three of us. So stay tuned for... Any information we give on that, but... Absolutely. Um, All right, last category. Let's do this one kind of quick because I know we're running out of time here, but favorite deluxe villa. Are we across the board here? Is it it what I think it is? Christina's shaking her head. Where are you going, Christina? So last year, I had the pleasure of representing Travelmation at an agent earmarked education program with Disney where I got to spend four days in Disney um, training and learning, touring all the resorts. And I found my favorite Velo there. The one that sticks out to me, the resort tour that sticks out to me the most is Wilderness Lodge and specifically the Copper Creek cabins. Mm. They are stunning. Ritz-Carlton, Ritz-Carlton who? Okay, (laughs) honestly, the three-bedroom villa. Oh my gosh, you guys. It's I mean, insane. it's insane. It's it's gorgeous. Okay, and and the thing about Wilderness Lodge too is you really are transported when you walk in, and that is the only lobby that truly takes my breath away. It's so grand, mm. and Animal Kingdom as well. Um, it's so grand, and just the music they're that they're playing, it's great. Um, but then you walk on over to the cabins, and it's a little bit quieter. You are on um, you're on the water there. You can see the well, if it ever comes back, the electro or not the electro electrical water the electrical pageant. water pageant, yes, my favorite, yes, um, and it is the most the most stunning cabin I've ever seen. The three bedroom is gorgeous. It's modern yet rustic at the same time. Yep. They have a fireplace, a full kitchen, three bedrooms. They can sleep twelve. Um, a jacuzzi in your back. Your back porch has a jacuzzi and a table for for seating. And it's just stunning. It takes my breath away. I have an amazing video of of that tour, and it's just something that I'll never forget. And I I look all the time to see if I can get a reservation with maybe 11 other people that would want to go whenever (laughs) I can find it. 11 of my closest friends. (laughs) And it is one of the hardest things to to book. Yeah. It it sells out. the bungalows. All right, so what we need is we need nine listeners, or if we're bringing our spouses, we need six <laughs> listeners that are all in. We're going to do two nights at a cabin and two nights at a bungalow. The full experience, let's go. Let's do this. One day, we will do that. Let's make that a goal. We will do that. That's right. Our first agent meetup, you spend four nights with us. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, Tim, what about you, buddy? Man, my favorite... Uh, current resort that's a deluxe villa property has to be and i think we're going to say the same thing austin riviera resort so we can uh 100 we can just banter about it i mean it's just it's on the beloved skyliner yes it's when you walk in the smell is amazing it smells it it smells yeah it's perfect those smell attizers are pumping the artwork Yep. Like it's such a little thing, but I love the artwork there. The artwork is phenomenal, which you can order in the gift shop. They have a little kiosk where you can buy the artwork that's in the resort, which I think that's so cool. Um, the coffee shop, 
Le Petit Café. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It has my favorite coffee and pastries. At five o'clock, it turns into a wine bar with desserts. Um, it has Topolino's, which is probably one of my favorite restaurants right now on property. Yeah. Um, the yeah. library. I Can't know. forget the library. I, I want to redo a room in my house one day that yes. looks like that library because it's gorgeous. But Same. But yeah, I, I will say, this is kind of quirky, but one of my favorite things about this resort that they did, that they've started doing when they renovate other resorts, they're doing this now at Saratoga Springs, but in most DVC studios and one-bedrooms, the beds in the living room are typically a pull-out couch. So you've got that awkward couch mattress with the the you know the rails in your back, and it's just not comfortable. <laughs> Um, but they've got a new design where it's more of a Murphy bed that pulls out over the couch and it's a full standard queen mattress. Yeah. And so a lot of times when I'm talking to clients and we're looking at a villa, like a studio and it's a queen bed and a pullout couch, they're like, Hey, our kids don't want to sleep on the couch because it's not as comfortable. But in these rooms, they figured that out. And I love that, that when they keep building new resorts, they're slowly tweaking things and making them better. Um, and I love that that second bed there is an actual queen mattress and not just a, you know, pull out mm-hmm. couch. So that's a great point. That is such a huge difference. Yeah. I mean, yeah. When you're folding a bed in thirds, it's never going to be as comfortable <laughs> never. as one mattress. Never, ever. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm with you, man. Riviera villas style. And just to, you know, delineate it a little bit for the listener, the villa would be something that is technically a partial DVC property, Disney Vacation Club, so you can rent those using points, but they also sell those for cash. And you can, you know, it sometimes feels the same when you think about, yeah, the two standard beds versus a bed and a pull down bed, but they're technically different categories. So that's why we wanted to separate it for you guys. And Riviera is all technically like quote unquote villas style, but. I think when when I was first starting this, I thought villas as like the Floridian villa term of like, you know, the tiny house. That's not really <laughs> the villa terminology that Disney uses. It's more of, you know, you've got your own spaces, you've got maybe your own kitchenette. So that's kind of the term they're using when they talk about villas. But yeah, I love Riviera so much. It's a great resort. It, I would say it is probably my favorite resort hands down right now of all the like if there was like one that had to take the top of the list it just checks all the boxes right now and i hope that they can do different things to the other resorts to make them as great as they made riviera because it is it just it draws me in for so many different reasons um and one of the most subtle touches that i love about it because it's that french um italian combination riviera is the french and italian songs versions of disney songs that they play (laughs) like it's such a little thing but it changes the whole vibe of the resort and i love it so riviera hats off to you great job to whoever designed that resort it's phenomenal so those are our favorite categories we love it we know you guys have your own favorites too so feel free to share those with us on social media but until next time we'll see you real soon bye everyone bye guys
guys, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Travelmation Podcast. And now it's time for Trivia with Tim. Last week's question was, which park did none of us mention going to on our trip reports? Congratulations to this week's winner, Adam Coleman, with the correct answer of Epcot. And now for this week's question and your chance to win some fun Travelmation swag. Which of the three all-star resorts will be reopening this coming February? To submit your answer, just head over to travelmation.net slash trivia to enter, and we will reveal the answer and the winner on next week's episode. See you real soon.